Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. And believe it or not, my name is Ray. And I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we cut to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. My name is Ray, and that means I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Tonight, I'll be joined by my guest co-host, Mr. Connor Commentary. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, December the 13th, 2021. What a crazy day of football yesterday. Dallas, Washington, game over. Dallas blowing out Washington. Whoa, hold the phones. Got close. Baltimore, Cleveland. Cleveland's blowing them out. Oh, hold the phones. Oh, Baltimore received, recovered the onside kick. Whoa. Oh, three and out. Four and out. Game over. 24-3 Tampa Bay. There's no way Buffalo can come back unless they put up a 24-3 second half performance and force it to overtime. Oh, what? Whoa. It happened. Couldn't quite complete it, though. Tampa Bay wins in overtime. Rashad Pierman. Catch from Tom Brady. 700th career touchdown pass by the goat all the teams that came back couldn't quite complete the comebacks it's an absolutely insane day of football how about a shout out to the denver broncos man start that game out without their ex-receiver little bit of a tribute to demiria not a little bit a real tribute to demirius thomas hey and good on the detroit lions declining that delay a game interception go put that ball right on number 88 rest in peace to marius thomas we've talked a lot about him too young and you saw a lot of those things around the league tennessee titans win this weekend i wouldn't want to be fucking around with the tennessee titans come playoff time they're gonna get aj brown back in about a week they're gonna get derrick henry back for the playoffs they're gonna win the afc south i don't think the colts have a chance anymore and they keep piling up wins with nobodies julio jones returns hmm do you want to face Vrabel in that defense come playoff time? I don't know, man. Our main topic tonight is going to be about the Buffalo Bills and their loss last night. But there are other topics I'm hoping to get to. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but now I'm sure you're anxious for me to get Connor up on the screen. I'm sure you want to go watch that brilliant Monday night football game, LA Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, whew, couldn't ask for a better game December 13th. Unlucky, or let's call it lucky 13 today. All right, so here's what we're going to do, all right? I'm going to play you a pre-recorded, heavily edited live spot that 
tells you about our wonderful sponsors over at Symbol. And when we return on the other side of the break, Connor and I, well, we'll get this show going. Hey guys, let me just, hey guys, let me just take a few seconds here and tell you about my sponsors over on Symbol. If you've thought about investing in the stock market, but you're worried about making an investment because maybe you don't know enough about investing, or perhaps you're just not ready to put your money into crypto, why not invest into something you know all about? And that's the sports market. Symbol brilliantly combines sports betting and investment into all-in-one place. On Symbol, you can invest in your favorite teams like the New England Patriots or take a long-term investment on teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Show your sports know-how by buying, trading, and selling shares in all of your favorite college, NFL, Major League Baseball, and NBA teams. You can also earn money for every win. You can invest in-season or out-of-season. It's up to you. Buy small, sell big. This is not some week-by-week gambling site where you can drop a wager on one game. This is your chance to be in it for the long haul. Be cautious, be aggressive, be a homer. It doesn't matter. Symbol is there for you to find the value and try to make you money. Symbol is offering an absolutely crazy promotion that I think they're insane for offering. However, click the link that I've left in the description and use the promo code DPN and Symbol will allow you to make a completely risk-free deposit up to $500. Use the promo code DPN and your deposit will be risk-free for 90 days. Meaning if you lose money, don't like the market, don't like the website, whatever reason, you can withdraw your entire initial deposit no matter what. So go check out what I think is the coolest gambling and investing site in the world. I've left the link to the symbol website in the description below. So I suggest you go check it out and show the world your sports know-how and how savvy of an investor you really are. Go check out symbol by using the link that I've left in the description and make sure that you use that promo code and that promo code DPN and make a 90-day risk-free deposit for up to $500. And we're back live here on Talking Football with Ray. We're live on Twitter. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. And, of course, you all know by now that I am the absolute king of self-promotion. And you can find my content all over the Internet. Find me on YouTube, Twitter, Newsbreak, Patreon, all of those podcast networks. You know what I'm talking about. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And, of course, you can find my blogs over at DeanBlundell.com. Make sure that you check out both my YouTube channels, Talking Football with Ray and NFL News with Ray. Make sure you come check out my exclusive content over on the Ray Route Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash Sports. Links are also in the threads and descriptions, no matter how you're watching or listening to the show. Make sure that you hit that like button. If you haven't done it already, follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Subscribe on YouTube and subscribe on the podcast. Come on, guys. And ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday night. That means I am with Mr. Connor Commentary. Yeah, buddy. Is there anything you're not on? You're, you've got every everything covered. <laughs> I've got a couple all platforms. I'm, I'm all over the fucking internet, man. <laughs> you can't find me. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm good. Did you enjoy the Patriots bye weekend this weekend? And for those of you who don't know, Connor is I a did. Patriots fan, even though it looks like he's wearing a Tennessee Titans logo on his shirt. I don't think that's a Titans logo. It is not. A, it, it looks similar. I am not a Titans fan. Patriots all the way. And it was a good weekend for, for Patriots fans. Although the Chiefs and the Titans did win, but the Bills inevitably lost. And the Ravens lost as well. Yes, they did. Yes, they Let did. Let me ask you something. I do want to get into the Bills because that, that was obviously that was a game. So did you watch that it whole was. game? I watched the whole thing. Yeah, it was a fantastic was, game. Amazing I, comeback by the Bills. I watched Red Zone until 4.30. Yep. And then after Brady went, like, the first snap of the game, like, went back 40 yards, I switched over and thought, okay, I want to watch this game. Even though it looks like I lost, I, I missed a pretty good one in San Francisco. Maybe I should have kept it on, uh, I should have kept it on Red Zone, San Francisco. 
that was that was a close the game in overtime and imagine i, I remember because i was watching that the brady game or the, the brady game the bills buccaneers game live and i guess the cincinnati audience came over after and they're like well you just watch one overtime game come watch another and i thought that was great but um yeah let me ask you a question about the patriots can i because i don't yeah. actually have a lot of patriots content for tonight so i figure you're the patriots guy i should ask you about the patriots all right are you more focused on the top seed of the AFC or are you more focused on the Patriots winning the AFC East? Because for me, I'm like, the Patriots are a loss away from being out of that top spot in the AFC East. They got to right. win out. They're already on a seven-game losing streak or seven-game winning streak. A part of me is almost like, I almost want them to lose one so that they're not on like a 12-game winning streak going into the playoffs because it's like you almost know that they're due for a loss type of thing. That's for very me, true. I'm more focused on like if they can beat the Colts on Sunday, which is going to be a really hard game because they're basically yeah. playing themselves. If you look at how everything breaks down, but if if they win on Sunday, that game against Buffalo almost means nothing for the East, especially if they lose to Carolina somehow. Uh, I'm more worried about the East. But what are you? Are you still focused on the top of the AFC, or are you more focused on the AFC East? I'm f- after the, yesterday's loss of the Bills. I'm even more focused on the top seed. I mean, now they're two games ahead. You know, they they still have uh, a cupcake win on the schedule versus the Jaguars. Although three tough games: Bills, Miami, and uh, obviously the Colts. But I. I mean, I'm hoping by the the last week of the season that Miami game won't even matter. But I have to have my my sights set much on the number one seed than the AFC East because the AFC East it's it's it might be over within the next week or two. Are you uh, watching the Miami Dolphins at all? Are you worried about them at all? The Miami Dolphins look fantastic. I mean, they were on the bye week uh, yesterday too, obviously, so we didn't get to see them. But I think it's what six games in a row that they've won. <laughs> six games in a row. They were one and seven. Yep. They are now six and seven, I believe. Okay. So yeah, five so games in a row. Five, five games, games in a row. Yeah, they, they've gone on a serious streak themselves. Their defense is playing great, and Tua looks a lot better than I expected. He looks like he's actually going to have a very good career. So as a New England Patriots fan, how worried are you that, say, the top of the AFC, or even AFC East, is up for grabs on that final game of the season, and the Patriots got to head down to Miami to take on Brian Flores, Tua Tango Viola, and the rest of that Miami, Miami team, who, by the way, like, Philip Lindsay and like almost their entire running back crews on the COVID-19 list for this week. Oh boy. Yeah. The, uh, the Miami dolphins have been the kryptonite to the new England Patriots for the past 20 years, especially in Miami for whatever reason, even when Miami hasn't had a good team, which has been very frequently over the past two decades, the Patriots still struggle to beat them for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, no matter who the coach is, no matter who the quarterback is, what the team looks like, whether they have three wins or 12 wins, they struggle versus Miami. So I'm very nervous about that last week because I think that last week, you know, the Dolphins still still could be in playoff contention. So they're playing for their playoff lives and the Patriots are probably still going to be in contention for that number one seed. I hope knock on wood. So both teams are going to be playing for something. And that's always a difficult game. How are you going to feel? Because if the Patriots keep, so let's pretend you think the Patriots are going to go to the AFC Championship game. Okay. Let's just, I, actually, I know you know that they're like you in your head right now, they're going to the AFC Championship game. At, at I, I hope right? so. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm confident that they can. Right now, in your, your biggest home, and everybody knows that you're a Patriots homer. It's, it became a shtick on our show before, Connor. Like, fucking, they're, they're going to win 13 games with Jared Stidham kind of homer. Hey, I and, might end up uh, being right on that one this year. <laughs> he's on the team. He's, <laughs> he's on, on the, the team. team. <laughs> What are your minimum expectations for the Patriots in the playoffs? Uh, minimum. Minim, minimum, bare minimum, they have to make it to the second round. They have to make it to the divisional round. I mean, I'm hoping again, I, I'm hoping okay, that they're, so what if they're they automatically win, there with the bye. What if they win the AFC and they got the bye? Do they have to go to the AFC championship game then in your mind? Yes. 
Yes, at that point, you have a bye, so you have two weeks to prepare. You're playing at home at Gillette Stadium. You know, you you have just such an upper hand on whoever's coming in to play you. I would be disappointed if they took that loss at home, being the number one seed off the bye. Who strikes more fear into you, the Kansas City Chiefs or the Tennessee Titans? The Tennessee Titans healthy, I think, uh, is going to be the scariest team. I think their defense is very good. We saw that yesterday, obviously. I know it was against the Jaguars, but still, they they have a good unit out there. And they're a totally different team when they have Brown and especially Derrick Henry. I mean, it, it's just so tough to figure out a way to stop Derrick Henry. I, I don't know what you do. Have three people on him at all times at once. And then, you know, they're going to look to Julio Jones. They're going to look to Brown. They have a lot of weapons that they didn't have when we played them previously. The Chiefs' defense has been coming on strong. The Chiefs still look like they're going to be a problem, but I, I don't know. I think Belichick's kind of had Mahomes' number a little bit, and he's struggled this season. I mean, he's he's had a couple blow-up games, but also there's been some games where he, he didn't really move the football. I, I think that the Tennessee Titans are better than the Chiefs as they sit right now. There was a ladybug that's been sitting on my wall for weeks, and I haven't fucked with it. That's a sign it. of good luck, man. I've been like, it just fell. Did it? Yeah, I killed the thing, didn't I? It heard my voice. It heard your voice. Yeah, (laughs) it's like this is it. I I gotta get to these bills here in a second, but very important question for you: Have you watched the Patreon exclusive yet? No. When did it come out? (laughs) Monday to Friday. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I thought you were asking about a specific one, like the one that I just accidentally came on. No, that that one is up. That one is up, but it just it was live as you came on, so obviously you didn't watch live. Have you watched an exclusive show yet? An exclusive video yet? I have not, but I've continued to pay. Have you clicked on Patreon since you paid to become a member? Actually, I, I, I don't think it was Patreon, but I watched last week on Twitter, you and uh, Mario. Oh, you did? You did? Yeah, I, com- I commented in on Twitter, but no one saw it. Oh, we don't, I don't see the Twitter comments. Yeah, I put, I put Twitter chats into Mario. I forget what he was saying. Uh, I think he, I think he uh, insulted Nick Folk, and I had to defend his honor. Uh, well, I was explaining to him how you didn't mean to get his Twitter account suspended. <laughs> that, definitely, it, it, it was not me. I, I did not report you, Barry. If you're listening, I will write a letter to to Twitter or whoever the CEO is over no, there. No, Tom from Tom back. from MySpace. Tom from MySpace. I already added him. I told him, "Come on, give the guy a break." No, fuck you. I added him. You said someone okay, called Tom. You from found my- him. <laughs> fuck you, you. I was a part of the bit. You never give me any credit. Actually, I was on Dean Blundell last Tuesday. I don't know if you checked that out. Probably not. I Thanks did see listening. it. Did you? Yes. Did you, did you hear me shout you out? Yes, you talked about how how all out I went for the bit that I actually drove all, <laughs> all the way to, all the way to vote for president. <laughs> that was uh, and and that like I said that's when I knew it was fucking meant to be. <laughs> so your uh, your co-host colleagues here on uh, the podcast that you know what's the greatest thing about this this having this whole like new co-host every night. So you I still don't have to, to always see me. Well, no, I still get to hang with you once a week, and then these yep. guys come in. I'm gonna do my own, but I don't gotta pay anybody. That's true. You all That's do it true. free. <laughs> That's true. Like, I know that you do it out of pure guilt. I know that you don't look forward to this and you do it out of pure guilt because you stabbed me in the fucking back and left me on my own. But uh... <laughs> Once a month, you got to remind me of that. I of course show, I do. Every other show. Of course I do. All right, let's talk about some Buffalo Bills, okay? Oh, anyways, um, there is now a hashtag out there. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, hashtag, where is Connor? Um, I, have, because... I have not seen it, no. <laughs> <laughs> because you still haven't showed up to a Friday night stream yet. Which I've, is, by I, the haven't way, sh- I haven't shown up to anything. Which is, by the way, every Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. If you guys want to be a part of that stream, you got to come over to the Patreon page over at www.dpnsports.com. Found a way to oh, put in you, the plug. You see, I never even, I didn't even know it was every Friday. Now, I thought it was every other Friday. Thank you for watching the show, Connor. I appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> it's live on YouTube as well for everybody to see. 
They call it a giggle fest. People don't like it. Yeah, I, I did see someone comment that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like it. I think it's fun, so fuck them. Yeah, right? that's all that matters. All right, Connor, the Buffalo Bills came very close to completing the comeback on Sunday night. Uh, they trailed 24-23 heading into halftime, then they outscored the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-3 to in the second half. Um, unfortunately, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, Tom Brady was able to connect with Prashad Pierman in overtime, and the Bills left Tampa with their second straight loss. How do the Bills get over such a devastating loss like the one that they lost against the Buccaneers on Sunday? They're going to come out and absolutely blow out the Panthers. That's literally the only way. It's like uh, when the Patriots were two and four, and we were talking about what they needed to do to the Jets to really get themselves going again. And I was like, they got to—they can't even be a close game. Like they can't come out and beat the Jets by six. They got to come out and just blow the doors off of them. That's exactly what the Bills need to do to get their momentum and get right. Because if they struggle against the Panthers, if they—I mean, if they lose versus the Panthers, let's face it, their season's probably over. I mean, maybe they'll still squeak out and make the wild card, but I think they're going to be dragging themselves to the playoffs at that point. They have to come out and beat the Panthers 38-6 to and have a ton of momentum coming into Gillette in two weeks. Uh, that's that's really the only way. That's that's the only way I, I see them moving forward. Yeah, and I mean, you are talking about a Carolina Panthers team who's now benched Cam Newton two weeks in a row. Yeah, uh, and then they better bring him back, better bring him back. We're used to it by now. Yeah, so I think you really got to beat him up, but... Yeah, that, that was sort of my take, too. And I did this over on the Patreon exclusive when I gave my take. And my take was basically like, fuck, like, you got to go out there and lay a fucking beating. But you got to use this as motivation all week. Because I don't know about you. To me, the Buffalo Bills sort of sort of showed, like, what they're capable of in that second half. Like, yep. that to me was the Buffalo Bills team that beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football in 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 October like that was a team that we were like holy fuck the Bills are going to be the representatives of the AFC they're going to go to the Super Bowl this is finally going to be their year right. and then we've just we've just watched them do this um Mario calls it Jekyll and Hyde and yeah we've seen these Jekyll and Hyde moments I thought McDermott did a better job I thought he was a whiny little bitch last week after they lost he was the Patriots. he was I, I called him out for six straight days and I called him out for two quarters but I have to give him credit where credit is due but I think if you're the Bills you got to build off these positives and you got to go forward. Here's my thing. As a Patriots fan, I'm happy they didn't win, not just because of the divisional thing, because if they win that game, the fucking confidence they're bringing into Carolina is oh, unreal. Yeah. Yep. If I'm McDermott to try to help them get over this loss, don't think about the loss. Think about, you know what I think about a lot, the Miami Miracle, right? Right. If you watch, like, I remember coming on here after the Miami Miracle. I wasn't with you at the time, and I, I come on with the Miami Miracle, and I'm like, I'm not considering this game a loss. Like, I'm not saying that, yes, that's a loss in the standings, but the fucking Patriots know they won that game, and the Patriots know they lost on a lucky play. They, 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 you know, they lost because fucking for Gronkowski was playing safety, yep. you know, and, and couldn't make a tackle. Um, I think that if you're Buffalo, that's the mentality you have to have, even if it's not true. You got to walk in and go, hey, we came all the way back on the defending Super Bowl champions. And I would even throw, if I'm, if I'm a Buffalo player, and if they don't, if they call fucking, pass interference on the Stefan Diggs play, which was pass interference, by the way, terrible no call, not yep. calling the pass interference in the end zone. You get the ball at the one yard line, you're probably scoring a touchdown. That game's not even going overtime. That's the momentum that you have to take into the next game. Now, Sunday's matchup was easily the game of two halves, right? Tampa looked unstoppable in the first two quarters and Buffalo just seemed that they make every wrong decision. The Bills set a record for being the only team in an NFL game not to hand the ball off in the first half. But after looking so terrible, the Bills start to turn things around in the second half. In the fourth quarter, they begin to roll over the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers make no adjustments. Outside of flipping scores, what was the biggest difference between the first and second half for both teams in your eyes? 
In the second half, I, I think McNair made the adjustments. They came out ready to play, and I think the Buccaneers were already on cruise control. I don't think Bruce Arians even thought about the second half. It was 24-3. to I think he thought the game was over. He was just kind of coasting and wasn't really going to do much coaching if, if he does much coaching from the start of the game anyways. But, you know, McDermott made the adjustments. He got the team ready to go, and and they looked like exactly how they looked versus the Chiefs, you know, back in October. And this this is a team that has, the like, the potential – to look really, really good, but they also have the potential to really just not even show up. So it's going to kind of be what what are the Buffalo Bills going to do? And it's kind of the witching hour for them. They got to decide pretty quick if they're going to be a serious contender or if they if they keep going on this trajectory of being, you know, as Mario would say, the Jekyll and Hyde, they they're going to lose in the playoffs pretty quick. Nothing better than a Scott Hansen reference and a question. I love it. Of um, course, Red Zone, fucking the greatest technological the advancement the- in the history of mankind. Scott Hansen's the man himself. He's the man, the myth, the legend. People are like, put a man on Mars. I'm like, give me more Scott Hansen. Yes. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Uh, yeah. I, I want to look at, at a play here, okay? Because you know me. I will take every opportunity to trash Tom Brady. Let's see it. it it's, <laughs> I will. But you're up by three points yep. on a team that has just put 21 points up on you. Okay? You're up by three. Your coach calls a run to the right. Leonard Fournette playing pretty well, moving the football. I know the Buffalo Bills have got there, but they call a run to the right. You decide in mid-play to pull the handoff away from him to throw a pass. You flutter one incomplete. Next play incomplete. You punt the ball. That's what allows them to go down the field. Kick the field goal, right? Yep. Selfish play by Brady? Yeah, um, probably. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure in his mind, he always wants the football. He always thinks he's going to complete the pass. He's super confident. He thinks that's going to be the best thing to do. But sometimes you also have to listen to other people. And if the guy's telling you to run the football, run the football. You know what I mean? And it's not like they didn't have success running. And I think Leonard Fournette had whatever it was, 80, 90, 100 yards. I think he actually did have over 100 yards. So he he had a great night. I mean, and it also helped you kill the clock in that situation. And I, I think if I'm remember, remembering it correctly, he also had Chris Godwin open and just threw it at his shoes. Just a completely incomplete pass in the, which in the middle right of the back field. In, in the, the middle, middle of the field, field, which could have salted the game away if you threw a good throw. That you know you don't even go to overtime, but completely missed them and let the Bills come right back down the field. So you know what it made me kind of think about today, and this all kind of sparked because McChicken low key tried to tried to get the Josh Boyce argument going again last night. Josh Boyce, future MVP when he gets back in the league. Fucking greatest quarterback that was held down, or greatest wide receiver that was held <laughs> down by Tom Brady. No, but um, what it thought me of is it thought me of the Aaron Rodgers comments to Matt, Pat McAvee after the Patriots. You know, Mac Jones had his hero performance of of two for three for 19 yards, right? I mean, 70% completion percentage, like a 93 quarterback rating. I don't know why people are down on Mac Jones after that game. The guy held 100% passing percentage until the third quarter. You tell me another quarterback that has 100% passing percentage for three quarters, right? Nobody. Who? Oh, who? Mac Jones? Yeah, Mac Jones against yeah. the Bills a few weeks ago. Yeah, unbelievable. Absolutely. But it reminds me, Aaron Rodgers comes out on the Pat McAfee show and he's like, well, you know, you got to take some shots down the field and you got to do this and you got to do that. And I was kind of like, whatever happened to just winning? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever happened to just being happy with winning. And that's when you talk about Aaron Rodgers and you're like, man, like, fuck, like the Buffalo Bills never gave the Patriots. Cause we, we didn't have a chance to talk about this game. Cause we did the pregame show. You and I, we yes. didn't even, we weren't you're even right. on after the game. Um, but it, it, like, to me, I was like, why the fuck does it matter? How many times Mac Jones threw the ball? How, why? You know, like, so again, I think for guys who are like Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to throw Tom Brady in there a little bit. I really am. I'm sorry, people don't get mad. 
but I think that they need to be the reason that their teams win. Like, I, I know you're not going to like this, but Dan Shaughnessy wrote wrote something the other day, and I, I had to agree with him. I had to Oof. agree with him. But listen, though, it makes sense, right? He said, Mac Jones just comes off a game where he throws three passes. Yep. He goes two for three. What do quarterbacks want to do, Connor? They want to throw the they football. They want to sling the football. They don't want to just hand the ball, hand the ball. Two for three. The kid is smiling, right? The kid is happy. The kid is like, hey, I just did what the coaches told me. I'm sure deep down he was a little disappointed, but guys are making jokes about it. The Patriots locker room is loose, right? Things are great. Remember 2019 when the Patriots were 8-0? No? Yes. How did Tom Brady describe himself? I think he was the most miserable undefeated quarterback in the NFL. Just see something, what I'm clo- something close to it. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying, though? And it was because, look, the receiving core sucked. Let's face it. The receiving core sucked. The win, the team was winning because of defense. They yep. were winning because of a strong run game. And to me, I'm like, that's the difference between Mac Jones, where he is in his career, where it's total selfless, which is why I think the Patriots are successful. How many times do you hear a guy, a big-name guy, Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Mac Jones, uh, Damian Harris, whoever, say, like, it doesn't matter who balls out. It doesn't matter who gets the rock. doesn't matter who scores. We just want to win. It's all about winning, right? Where I think for guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, it's not just about winning. They want to win. But they want people to sit there and go, look, Tom Brady did it again. Look, Aaron Rodgers won that game. You couldn't have done it without Brady. You couldn't have done it without Rodgers. Where Mac Jones is like, fuck, I'm just happy to be here. Right. Yeah, and I don't know if that comes with time or you get you gain arrogance as you play in the league and now you want to not only – it's not good enough to win the game. It's not good enough to win the Super Bowl. It's not good enough to win MVP. You have to be the best ever. You have to carry the team on your shoulders. And I, I don't know, your ego just grows and grows as it, as it goes on. Mac Jones couldn't be a humbler kid, though. He really couldn't. I He just he's comes a, he's, in. He's a clone of Belichick, by the way. He, eh? he really is. Like, he he doesn't say much. Like, I saw something today. He, he doesn't, he doesn't really have listen to a, Christmas he music. He doesn't have a favorite Christmas song <laughs> yeah, he, or a favorite Christmas music. Yeah, he doesn't really watch movies. He doesn't His like girlfriend listens porn. to Taylor Swift, so. Yeah. <laughs> and him and his girlfriend on date night is go out in the backyard and run fucking plays. And learn yeah, yeah. He, yeah, she's running walkthroughs with him. He he really is the perfect clone of Belichick. It couldn't have been a better draft pick in hindsight. I never knew that the kid would, this is how he would actually be. But I, I'm super happy with what the future is going to hold. And I just think it's interesting with Aaron Rodgers to come out and, and comment like that. Like, what does he care? And throwing the football down the field wasn't going to make them successful. They won the game 14 to 10. Like, was what it was okay i do want to get back on track with this buffalo story but i gotta ask you one more question or just make one more comment i guess i go back to i think it was in the was it right before the the buccaneers game and it was probably three games it was probably like before week one they were already talking and asking him about tom brady yep and they asked him something about tom brady and he's like yeah tom brady did good here and, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and fucking patriot fans lost their fucking mind eh? <laughs> yeah, like lost did. their fucking mind like how dare he say that what a fucking understatement but and i laughed i just tweeted out like understatement of the fucking century but i wasn't mad was at awesome. Jones. i got what he was saying right. and I, you know you could kind of tell that week that people had enough right because i think it was like matthew judon that was like, yeah, man, like Tom's a good player, but we're still going to beat him. Like, we still want to hit him. Like, what are we supposed to do? Fucking worship him? Like, he plays for the Buccaneers. You know what I mean? Like, you guys want us to sit here and fucking suck his dick. He didn't say that, but I, in my head, that's what he said. That's what he was thinking. Yeah, you guys want us to drop on our knees, just fucking suck, our, suck his dick and just concede to everybody that 
Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. He's going to come whoop our fucking ass. Like we still want to beat him, you know, like, but like, and Mac Jones basically said it in the most Belichick way. Like, yeah, he had some good time here. I saw him on film. (laughs) I I watched his film, but there was other quarterbacks who did well here too. Jacoby, uh, Jacoby Brissett. He's just like, like rattling off like fucking Tom Brady was just like some like guy who walked through the organization. He did. Okay. He was pretty good. Yeah, I think they were. Everyone was tired of it. The media started before the other season even ended. They were already talking about it. Like right now, last year, they were already talking about. We didn't even know it was week four. Just the Buccaneers and Brady coming back. It was already hyped up a year in advance. All right, la- last point. I promise, and I'll get back to the Buffalo story. Uh, what do you think about the fan bases out there? And it's like everybody bought the Patriots fan base, but it's everybody else. What do you think about the fan base out there? I think there's a conspiracy that the Buffalo or that the NFL is pushing for a Brady Patriots Super Bowl. Uh, I, don't, I don't think there's a conspiracy or they're trying to actively make it happen or anything. I mean, we'll we'll see. They'll play the games. We'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, they would absolutely love it if that happened. I'm sure, you know, they're going to set a record for how many people are going to watch it. But the Super Bowl is so astronomically big to begin with. I mean, it could be the Packers versus the Titans, and it's going to be an astronomically huge game to watch. So, obviously, I'm sure that that's exactly what Roger Goodell would want, but I don't think they're like actively conspiring to force it to happen. Okay. I really do want to finish this bill story, but let's play this out for a second here. Okay. You're going to watch the Super Bowl no matter what, correct? Yep. Let me ask you, let me lay out the most boring of scenarios. And you tell me if you're still into the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. Representing the AFC, the Los Angeles Chargers. Versus the NFC representatives, the Washington football team. How how up, <laughs> how up for you are are you in that game? Uh, I I'm not really gonna care. I mean, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch it. Obviously, I'm gonna wa- I'll watch that game in Week Three all day long. But I mean, the Chargers and the Washington football team are two semi-uneventful teams. The Chargers, Herbert's pretty good. They they're kind of electric on offense. But Washington is a very ho hum team. That would be an ugly ugly Super Bowl. I took some heat for Charger fans who said that I don't believe Herbert got better. Herbert was really good last year. He's really good this year. I don't I don't see a big difference between the two years. No, I said that he didn't get worse. I don't think he right. progressed, but I don't think he got better. No, I, I think he's just as good as he was last year, but he, I don't think he's necessarily better. I think we could see that with Mac Jones, too, though, that he comes out next year and doesn't yep. make a big progression. He just Yep, I've thought about that, does. too. Right. Okay, so tell me the AFC, not based on how much you hate the team, but based on interest. Tell me the AFC who you wouldn't want to see in the Super Bowl or rank them, okay? Who I wouldn't? Um, no, okay, we're going to rank them from best to worst. Okay, okay best teams to that worst. you'd want to yep. see, not based on whether you hate them, but based on who you think would be a good game. Okay, okay. I know, I know the Patriots is number one for you, so let's just yep. let's not include the Patriots. Okay, Titans, Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Colts, Chargers. Those are all the playoff teams right now. Who do you rank as number one? Probably the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson would be electric in the Super Bowl. People oh, would wow. love to watch him run. I, I I would say the Ravens. Okay, number two. I gotta I gotta say the Chiefs. Everyone loves watching Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. You know they have an explosive offense when they're playing well. So the Chiefs would definitely be interesting. So if the Patriots are out, you could dig an AFC Championship game: Baltimore versus Kansas City. Oh, I mean it would be a fantastic game to watch. Yeah, if the Patriots are out, I think that'd be a great game. Yeah, I'm not talking about who you're cheering for. I'm just talking about what would be right. a, a generally excited. Okay, so that's number one and two. So you got the Titans, Bills, Colts, and Chargers. Who's number three? Probably the Bills, just because it's been a long time coming and their fan base goes ballistic, and you know Josh Allen's pretty electric to watch as well. So I'd say the Bills there. Number four. 
this is this is where it starts to all clog up for me. The Titans, Titans Colts, Chargers. T- Titans, I guess. Derrick Henry, watch him run the football. I don't know. I feel like they run the ball and play defense. They're relatively low-key. And then, so, okay, so then you got the Colts and Chargers. Colts, remind you, have Jonathan Taylor. He should probably be the MVP this year. I can't believe yeah. Derrick Henry over him. Yeah, that's true. Derrick Henry was doing it. He was on quite a pace himself before he got hurt. He was based on, if you look at the numbers, though. He was getting a million carries. He was getting a million carries. Jonathan Taylor has more yards per carry than him. Right. Yeah, so I, I got to go Colts there just to watch Jonathan Taylor. But I, outside of that, I, I feel like they're not that explosive. And then the Chargers, eh. I still can't believe you picked Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz over Justin Herbert. But Lawrence is going to be happy because he's still waiting for Justin Herbert to be a bust because he bet, <laughs> he bet against him. Okay. I'm surprised. NFC, you got the Arizona Cardinals, Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas oh, Cowboys, yeah. Washington football team, 49ers, Rams. I mean, those outside Electric of Washington, teams. six yep. teams that would be great in a Super Bowl, no matter Phenomenal. who. Phenomenal. Rate them, buddy. Number one, who you got? Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, like awesome defense. Like, I I love that team. Number two. Uh, I'd probably go the Packers. Wow. I'll go Packers, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Devontae Adams. See, I would go the Cowboys on that because the fucking media frenzy around it and their their fan base would make things super exciting. Okay, who you got number three? You got the left. So you've picked Arizona number one, Packers number two. You got the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the football team, the 49ers, the Rams. Who's number three? I'll go the Buccaneers. Just the frenzy with Brady again will be ridiculous. Although it might get a little annoying. Number four? I'll go the Cowboys. Dak, big offense. Washington 49ers Rams, that number five. The Rams don't excite me for some reason. I'll I'll say the 49ers. I don't know. We'll see what J- see Jimmy G. They 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 play excitingly close games. All right. Then you got Matthew Stafford versus Tyler Heineke, Ty- Taylor Heineke, who got yeah, hurt I, the last I, game. So he he did. I gotta go the Rams, man. I don't want to watch Washington football. If Chase Young was there, I would because he's a good old Ohio State boy, but he's gone. Right. Um, so Connor has predicted a Baltimore Ravens Arizona Cardinals Super Bowl finals. So yes. Good- Put it on the record if that happens. If not, then I never predicted it. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to remind everybody that in October, Connor said that the Patriots were going to win the AFC East. He said bookmark it, and yep. it's their bookmarked. He has not unpinned it yet. I have not. And a lot of a lot of people talked a lot of smack to me too, and I kept it up there even when they were two and four. They did. Now, if they would have been like two and eight at this point, right, or whatever the record would have been, would you have unpinned that tweet by now? I'd probably would have just had to make up some sort of excuse, like my uh, nephew took my phone and tweeted it or something. No, the Patriots... I definitely I wouldn't take a responsibility for it, that's for sure. All right, let me finish off this Buffalo story, okay? All right. The Buffalo Bills are now 0-5 this season in games that are decided by one score. It was Oof. also mentioned on the CBS broadcast that Sean McDermott was emotional and lost for words during halftime when he was asked about the Bills' performance. There's uh, been a bit of a groundswell and frustration coming from the Bills fan base over Sean McDermott's coaching decisions, and some fans are suggesting it's time for Buffalo to move on. Connor, should Sean McDermott be on the hot seat after Sunday's loss? <laughs> they turn into Patriots fans with this. Type they of are. Stuff. They no. are. Quickly. No, no. I thought he did a great job at halftime yesterday, you know, leading the team all the way to overtime in a game they could have, should have won, you know, didn't get any help by a couple close calls, didn't go their way. And he brought them all the way to the AFC championship last year. And he's leading them to what's 
almost guaranteed to be at least a playoff berth. I mean, I'd be shocked at this point if they collapse to the point where they don't make the playoffs. But this is what Bills fans have been waiting for. They well, finally have a successful they're a, coach. They're a and, loss uh, away from being out of the playoffs. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're right. They they, they have, have a they, they have, have a cupcake schedule though. Weeks. Yeah, I guess the New England outside Patriots of the Patriots. Weeks. Outside of the Patriots, I think they're looking at the Panthers. I think they get the Jets again. They they have a, a couple teams that they should roll over. If they don't roll over this these teams, they might as well not make the playoffs. I mean, you got to take care of business with the Panthers. You got to take care of business versus the Jets. You know, I, I forget who their other opponent is. I think it might be Miami. Do you remember back in the offseason or right before the draft, we were talking about the Parsons brothers, Micah and Mika? Yep. And we just thought that whichever one got drafted would be an absolutely phenomenal linebacker in the NFL. Yes. Yep. We were right. Yep. We were both brothers doing absolutely phenomenal. Yep. Uh, twin brothers. They just, they just rotate them in and out in Dallas. So you just, and they just give them all the same stats and stuff. That's why he's always so fresh. Parsons has 12 sacks on the year, two and a half away from beating out curses record from that was set in 1999. He's going to do it. He has 75 tackles this year, Connor. Okay. That's absurd. 17 for a loss. He's hit the quarterback 27 times. 27 <laughs> times. Is there any other player in the NFL that's going to challenge him for defensive player of the year? Rookie defensive player of the year. Rookie defensive player of the year? No, I can't think of a single person who would even be in the conversation at this point. I think it's got to be hands down him. So he came out, talked to Albert Breer. I'm not sure when, but it just came out from Albert Breer. And he was asking him about it. And I mean, he's the kid's been fucking phenomenal, right? And he basically said that the NFL is not hard. Um, <laughs> I, I guess he can back that up so far. Say, did he make a mistake doing that? Because if I could go first, if that's okay with you, I know that you're my guest and all, but I'd like to go first if I could. Yeah. Um, normally, you know me. You normally me. I'd be all over this shit. I'd be fucking blasting somebody for, for saying shit like this, right? Like when fucking, I mean, when Justin Fields came out and said the NFL is slow, you know what I mean? It's not as fast as people said it is. I was like, wait till the fucking regular season, douchebag. Like, right. where the fuck are you going? Well, and it hasn't gone well. <laughs> no, you got fucking hurt because you couldn't handle it and you looked like shit when you were playing. So fuck off. Uh, Parsons to me has all the right to fucking say this. Like right. he's, he's made it look easy. Um, and it's his I, first year. Yeah. I, I, I have zero fucking issues with him saying it. I mean, because he's, I normally, I'm not even that guy. You know me, Connor. I'm that guy. That's going to be like, fuck this kid. Who the fuck does he think he is? You know what I mean? Right. No, no, you're right, man. It's easy. It, it, it is. It's not fucking hard for you. You make it look easy. Zero issues with Parsons saying the NFL isn't hard. I mean, he he comes out and just blows past the offensive line and hits the quarterback repeatedly every week, and he's a rookie. He's going past guys who are very good at their job and have been doing it a lot longer than he has, and he's just out outruns them. He's just faster, stronger. I, he he's all over the quarterback every single week. So I I guess it hasn't been a big jump for him from college. Dude, they're making Lawrence Taylor comparisons. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's on pace that he could become that guy. If he keeps going on this trajectory, yeah. All right, Connor, that's uh, that's it. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Connor Commentary on Twitter. And what can they expect there? You can expect me to predict the Patriots to win every single week, no matter what. And you can also expect to see my tweet saying that they're going to win the AFC East months ago. And you can expect a totally unbiased opinion. Totally unbiased and totally accurate. 
Thanks a lot to my sponsors over at Newsbreak. Make sure that you support the channel and the podcast by downloading the free link that I've left in the description. Thank you to my guest, Connor Commentary. Always appreciate having him here. Connor will be back next Monday for Talking Football with Ray. Maybe one of these days we can talk him into joining the Friday night fucking hangout at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, of course, you can find my content all over the internet. Find me on YouTube, Twitter, Newsbreak, Patreon, all of the podcast networks, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, of course, you can find my blogs and my podcast over at DeanBlundell.com. Connor, I am also doing a spot on Dean Blundell tomorrow. Every Tuesday, nice. I will be doing Raise Two-Minute Drill covering the NFL. So look out for that tomorrow. Uh, have to figure out some stuff because the music they sent me got copyrighted. So I want to make sure they're okay with that. Uh, make sure that you check out all of my YouTube channels. It's only two. I don't know why I said all. Talking Football with Ray and NFL News with Ray. Make sure you come check out my exclusive content on Patreon. www.patreon.com slash Sports. Links are in the threads and descriptions. No matter how you're watching or listening, make sure that you hit that like button. If you haven't done it already, follow me on Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on the podcast. Until next time, thank you for tuning in to Talking Football with Ray. And remember, you're all legit, kid. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Begins Friday, September 23rd. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. Had all, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.